0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers are hit with four disciplinary charges but no players face individual suspensions. Neil Lennon says Lee Griffiths is ready to play his part for Celtic this season and the top flight clubs are back in action this weekend with Rangers kicking things off in the Scottish Cup at home to Stranraer tonight. Well, Gordon DL, uh, Gordon Duncan, sorry, is sunning himself in Dubai, so you're stuck with me, Andrew McLean. And after Mark Wilson and Gordon DL attempted to host the show themselves last night, I thought I'd bring a bit of class and decorum back to the place with Jim Duffy and Hugh Kevens. Andrew, we are about to witness Scottish football's fascination with making a mountain out of a molehill, as well as the endless need to see conspiracy and chicanery at every turn. Some of what the SFA has done today is perfectly logical and reasonable. One deliberation is unclear to me and needs clarification. But, in general terms, some of the indiscipline on the park and on the bench at the two matches concerned regarding Rangers against Hibs and Rangers against Celtic was as regrettable as it was stupid. In general terms, a white-hot ending to the season does not need any more provocative behaviour likely to create tension off the park. Now, over to you, Andrew, for the charge sheet. Yes, and it is quite a long charge sheet as well, but Jim Duffy this morning when I woke up and I thought, that would be a nice quiet show tonight, the Scottish Cup, the top teams are back, Rangers are playing Stranraer, a lot of football to talk about. I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, don't be daft. Uh, football, I mean, that, that comes way down the pecking order, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, you, you, you just said there, I, I just can't understand why. We, I mean, players and staff have got to take a massive responsibility I know, as well because, you know, they set the standards, you know, and sometimes those, you know, whether, whether it's deemed a bit of a joke or a, a bit, you know, nothing too serious. To some people, it's inflammatory. So I think that the clubs have to speak to the players. I think even maybe the authorities maybe have to just refresh it because I know they do speak to the players at the start of the season and just absolutely state how important it is for them to behave and the influence that their behaviour can have in the stands and 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 in around the game. So for me, let's not take it out of context. It's a few people having a wee shout and uh, you know and, and a wee and a wee bit of uh, confrontation, but unfortunately in Scottish football that's unacceptable. Well, don't forget there is football on tonight and on this weekend as well in the Scottish Cup. Of course, Rangers are playing Stranraer, so make sure to get in touch about that. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. But there is only one place to start, and it is the fact that the Scottish FA have hit Rangers with four disciplinary charges today. They all relate to matches from last month, and they actually spread over two games. So we'll start with the charges to Rangers as a club. So they've been charged under Rule two o four. Uh, by the Scottish FA so if I read that rule out to you and that is that all clubs and recognised football bodies shall procure that its officials team staff employees and players conduct themselves in an orderly fashion at all times and or after the match Uh, in particular clubs and recognised football bodies are responsible for ensuring that its officials team staff employees and players refrain from any one or a combination of the following so this is interesting because this rule is then split into three separate sections so A is becoming involved in a confrontation B is conduct conduct that is likely to lead or to exacerbate or prolong a hostile or argumentative situation with players and or team staff 
and C, conduct that may otherwise incite disorder. So we'll start with the one that was the most recent and that is the Old Firm game and they've been hit with this charge twice. The one for the Old Firm game, that relates to incidents involving three separate Rangers individuals. Those are Alfredo Morelos, Ryan Kent and Michael Beale. So what's interesting there is when we look at the three separate options, you would assume that Michael Beale would come into part A of that rule, which is becoming involved in a confrontation. We saw that he was sent off. Uh, He wasn't happy after Morelos was sent off for a second yellow card for diving. He confronted an official. He then, after he was sent off, confronted John Kennedy. We all saw that in the television pictures and went down. So you can only assume that that's what that is for. And then part C is where Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent come into it. We've all seen the gestures. Uh We know what the players did and part C is uh, conduct that may otherwise incite disorder so it's the Scottish FA's interpretation that what Alfredo Morelos did and what Ryan Kent did could incite disorder but Rangers were also cited for the same rule for the Hibs game as you remember both benches clashed in that game after Ryan Porteous was sent off for a challenge on Borna Barisic so those are two charges that Rangers have been hit by as a club and if they're found guilty of this, it will be the club that faces the punishment in the way of a fine rather than the individuals, Michael Beale, Alfredo Morelos, Ryan Kent or anyone that was involved in the fracas at Hibs as well. And now I'll try to introduce a sense of perspective in the full and certain knowledge that nobody is interested in a sense of perspective. If you are a Ranger supporter, you believe tonight that the SFA have tried to concoct charges against people on Rangers bench and people who were on the field of play. If you are a Celtic supporter, you are of the opinion that the SFA uh, have acted in a corrupt fashion and should have taken a far heavier hand than they have plans to do because Rangers have been given four charges. The verdict has yet to be returned. I think the Rangers bench... In the matches involved against Hibs and Celtic let themselves down. I think that Stephen Gerrard acknowledged as much in Edinburgh when he said it wasn't the finest hour for either bench. Hibs bench was involved as well. And Stephen Gerrard, I think, was absolutely correct. And I think that some of those underneath Stephen Gerrard on the Rangers bench should look at the manager and take their lead from him and observe his conduct. Uh, And I think that on both occasions when Rangers officials were sent to the stand, they deserved their punishment. With regard to Kent and Morelos, Morelos made a gesture which Rangers say is commonplace in the part of the world where Alfredo Morelos comes from. Fair enough. It's not commonplace here. And to do it in the context of that particular derby match is particularly stupid. He has a red card a red card already. He was off the park. Now he gets a third yellow card on the day. Now, that's where it's unclear for me. And you can now tell us how you get three red uh, yellow cards in one day, Andrew. Yeah, so as we said, this came to light today that Alfredo Morelos was indeed booked for a third time during that old firm game. He was booked for a challenge on Scott Brown. He was then booked late on in the game for simulation. He went off the pitch, he made the gesture, he went down the tunnel and then after the game, Kevin Clancy went to look for Alfredo Morelos. He'd seen the gesture and he booked Alfredo Morelos for 
the gesture So we've seen players be booked After the full time whistle Before The ones that come to mind for me Scott Brown was Booked right after the full time whistle Against yeah. Hearts In the Scottish Cup final last season A, a well remembered example Was when Bill Elmosny Was carded for Having yeah. a go at Lee Irwin um, So it does happen But I suppose the questions that will rise are Why has this only come to light now? Three weeks after the game You know, again, that's the the fascination with seeing corruption at every corner Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we've all been on uh, a break for Christmas and New Year Maybe there's a log jam at the SFA Mm -hmm. I can think of no reason, Jim Mm -hmm. Why the SFA have suddenly thought Well, you know what we'll do? On Friday the 17th of January we'll let this out Mm -hmm. Because that will really upset everyone yeah, just as the game comes back, uh, you know, into the spotlight again. If the football starts again, letting you know, start it. I'm with you, Hugh. I, I can only presume, you know, whoever was dealing with it was on holiday. You know, yeah. the, the you know whether it's a, um, the compliance officer, whether it was the 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 group of people, you know, the legal representation and all that kind of stuff, because they will need that to make sure that the rules are carried are, are, are um, you know put in place. They're there to be adhered to. And maybe all these type of people were in holiday. That's the only thing that, I, or the only reason I think it can take so long. But in terms of the the coaches situation, obviously I was in a very similar situation a couple of seasons ago when I had that confrontation with Neil Lennon, uh, and some of those charges that you just mentioned there, um, Andrew, were, were told to me when I went to um, get the, the the punishment. Um, so therefore. It's no different for a Rangers coach, a Hibs coach. Uh, at that time, I was the Morton coach. So it's no different for anyone else. So that's the reason why, Hugh said, there's no conspiracy. These are the rules. These are the regulations. And therefore, when you break them, then there's a punishment. What I'm not sure is because obviously I get a ban. So therefore, I'm not quite sure. Well, where that, that's what I'm getting on to. supposedly going to be a fine and not a ban. Well, that's, that, that surprised me. That's what I'm getting on to now. So... Uh, those two charges for mm. the game against Celtic and the game against mm. Hibs was overall for basically it is for players and staff not being able to conduct themselves in an orderly fashion. Yeah. So those two charges come into that category. The other two charges that Rangers have got are individual charges which come under Rule 203 which is no member of team staff shall commit misconduct at a match. So those relate to Michael Beale who was, of course, sent off against Celtic. We've been over that one. And the other one is Tom Culshaw, who I'm sure many people will remember was sent off against Hibs. John Potter at Hibs has also been charged mm-hmm. with that. The two of them had a bit of a flare-up. The two of them were sent off. So those members of staff, they can all, if they are found guilty, then they will face a suspension. But they're, no, they're, no players no. have yeah. been given individual citations. But... The staff have. There should be a dignity that comes with office when you're at a club as big as Rangers and indeed Hibs. So John Potter doesn't go off scot-free here. There should be a greater level of dignity shown on the bench. We know it's a highly charged atmosphere. However, what happens on that bench can have a negative effect on the crowd behind you. So they should look at themselves, all three. With regard to Morelos... As I say, the gesture was excessively stupid. And he should be told, it was only a few weeks after he had made another excessively stupid gesture to the Motherwell fans and got himself a second yellow card and therefore a red card in that game. Very stupid. And to Ryan Kent, I would simply say, any celebration that involves the simulation of a gun 
Just forget it Don't be so stupid 01419511025 First up is Jim Who's a Rangers fan In Kilmarnock Jim what are your thoughts tonight? Hi I'm just going to touch on something You just said the other night About any um, suggestions About um, about Morelos and Kent in there What about the stuff That Neil Lennon does In those games Who A Lee Griffiths uh, Rubbing his nose On a Rangers flag Or tying a scarf In a post I can only Hold on a second You don't um, Morelos gets The abuse that he gets For guys like yourself Pundits and um, Writers and newspapers And stuff Is disgusting It's actually a form of bullying See the way you treat him See if any South American Young guys were thinking About coming to Scotland See for the treatment That guy gets I think it would put them off The way you all treat that wee guy The way that guy gets treated In the Scottish media Is shocking It's it's nothing but short Of bullying The way you treat him It's disgusting Neil Lennon does this Every week Cut his ears Fists up at the fans every week Ah, it's only Neil Lennon He's passionate That's what he's all come out He's passionate Lee Griffiths The way that we, Lee Griffiths You're just saying it could have caused trouble What could Lee Griffiths have done Blowing his nose in a Rangers flag At Ibrox He could have caused a massive riot you. But that's alright No, 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 hold on a second You're accusing me of something When you're not even given the chance to speak mm. uh, Anyone who indulges in that kind of provocative behaviour Is in the wrong We are in the middle of a white-hot End to the season And we do not need This kind of behaviour I vehemently deny Any charge Of bullying Alfredo Morelos I have Complimented him Time without number On the job That he is doing For Rangers However The gesture was Inappropriate And you ask Why we're not Talking about Neil Lennon tonight This is a news programme We are dealing with A judgement Which has come out From the SFA today We are talking about Today's dealings with the SFA As they relate to Hibs versus Rangers And Celtic versus Rangers If we're going to go over Everyone's past history We'll never get anywhere We're dealing with today's news Well thank you to John But let's not forget There is football on tonight Rangers taking on Stranraer in the Scottish Cup And uh, we've got Joe Henry at Ibrox To give us a taste of the build up and I think everyone inside Ibrox this evening would be surprised by anything but a Rangers win. But you never know. It is the Scottish Cup and anything can happen, as the Stranraer manager said yesterday. Rangers went into the winter break buoyed by that victory against Celtic. And Stephen Gerrard has said this is a competition that he wants to win. So he'll be looking to lay a marker down, not just in the Scottish Cup, but for the rest of the season as well. Stranraer, they've got a few familiar faces in their ranks with Ryan Stevenson and Jamie Hamill, both ex-hearts. Ryan Stevenson returning to football after a few years out and Jamie Hamill has of course backed Stranraer to win 1-0 and keep a vital clean sheet but that's not something they've done too frequently this season the league one side sit bottom of the table they were also beaten 2-0 by Rangers under 20s in the Challenge Cup in August so it is hard to see how Stevie Farrell's side might overcome the Rangers first team tonight Stephen Gerrard's team selection will be interesting though we're expecting lots of changes we know Tavernier and Morelos are out. We're expecting Jermaine Defoe up front, but will youngster Nathan Patterson get the nod? He done well over in Dubai, the 18-year-old. Or will it be John Flanagan or Matt Polster in that right-back position? We don't have too long to wait to find out, but what we do know is George Edmondson is starting in defence, and the thing is for Rangers this season, they do have plenty of options. Stranraer have been boosted by the return of defender Lee Hamilton. He was back in training this week. 
Denny Johnson is cup-tied though after he made a brief appearance for Falkirk earlier this season. Now the last time these two sides met in the Scottish Cup it was February 1989 and it was 8-0 to Rangers that day so it will be interesting to see if the visitors can fare any better tonight. As soon as I have the team news confirmed though Andrew I'll get it to you. Jim Duffy, it's good to have the football back, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's good for Jody to talk about the game, talk about possible team selections, maybe surprises in the in the Rangers ranks. Will they, will they throw a couple of uh, players in that haven't really had um, first-team uh, football? Um, you know, with the best respect in the world, because I know Stevie Farrell very well, and, um, you know, the players there, you know, they'll give everything and they'll, they'll, they'll really look forward to the occasion. But, uh, you know, Rangers should be able to change their squad and still win the game comprehensively. So that should be the case. But it's going to be, um, you know, something that is just really getting Rangers back into the rhythm uh, again. And I think that's what Steven Gerrard will use the game for, you know, just to get his players back into game mode again, game mentality, as you said. Not just us talking about it, but the players getting switched back on again after that. Um, little break they've had Well Celtic fans We want to hear from you Because after the break We'll be hearing from Neil Lennon He's talking about Lee Griffith's future At the club That's all coming After the travel With Stephen Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors The compensation you deserve When you've been sidelined Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans And Jim Duffy Here with me Andrew McLean In the Clyde One Super Scoreboard Studio Tonight Plenty To get our teeth into Including the fact that Rangers have been hit with four disciplinary charges today, uh, two of them relating to the club, two of them relating to members of staff, and also Hibs being hit with two disciplinary charges as well. So the staff, Michael Beale and Tom Culshaw, both facing a suspensions if they are found guilty, and John Potter at Hibs as well. Hugh, it's... Um, Always interesting conversations when we get to these disciplinary matters, but it's it's ones that people want clarity, and mm-hmm. it, it, I understand when when fans are confused at why some procedures are immediate and some take yeah. two three weeks. And I think that is a question that people will be asking: is that why why does it take this well, long? Well, the, the endless need to find a conspiracy somewhere. Um, before anyone comes on and says Ryan Christie Yes, Ryan Christie was fast-tracked The SFA have a fast-track system That does not apply to the cases that they have highlighted today Now, if anyone can tell me what difference it makes To have Tom Culshaw and Michael Beale Brought up on the 17th of January Rather than the 10th of January, a week ago, can someone tell me what difference does that make to anything? This is the way it happens. There's fast track, and then if you have fast track, presumably you have slow track, and they're on the slow track. Yeah, I think that, as I said before, there's a panel, isn't there, you know, that to uh, deliberate over these things. And that panel, I think, is, is, is a number of people. But let's just say you've got a dozen where they pick... Three people, and you all one of them's always going to be a legal, uh, a legal representation to make sure everything goes is done properly. So again, like anybody, they, they, these people might not be there. They might just not have mm. them. They big away in holiday. You know, like everyone else, it was the the holiday time for a lot of people. So, but it's in, in football, it's almost as if well, yeah, but we're not allowed to have a holiday. Wait a minute, these people are not directly working in football. They're working in all different uh, walks of life, but they come together to make a judgment if. 
the the the, the Claire White and the judicial or it's a judicial panel then makes a decision. So listen, it's the seventeenth of January. It's not ideal because we really do want to be talking about about the football and the start of the Scottish Cup, which is a huge weekend for so many clubs, and yet it's getting pushed way further down the pecking order. 01419511025 if you want to get involved. Michael is a Celtic fan in Rob Royston. Michael, what are your thoughts tonight? Hi there. Uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, I'm just uh, bewildered yet again with the SFA uh, and, the, well, first of all, the timing. And I know I've listened to you there. I understand what you're saying, but it just seems to be um, a laughable that uh, it wasn't that it didn't come out at the time that Morelos was booked at the, after the match. And um, I think you've made a point about other players getting booked after the 90 minutes. Um, but I've never heard of a, a player who was red carded being booked after the 90 minutes. And I don't know if any of you guys have. And um, I think um, Jim was saying something earlier on as well um, about uh, other players as well. And um, I think it, it's just the timing of this thing coming out today. It's just nonsense to me. And there's so many decisions that's went, it's bewildering. Uh, and if you remember Flanagan, I think it was Flanagan elbowing Scott Brown uh, last year. And um, on appeal, it was uh, put down to a yellow card. Uh, and that, to me, was a deliberate uh, red card all day long. Um, and there's just some bit strange decisions coming out of the SFA. And the whole disciplinary system at the SFA needs an overhaul. And people need to understand... Who uses this uh, conspiracy theories? And it's little wonder this conspiracy theory is going to move, and there's all this silly and nonsense delays and bizarre decisions, and also the decisions for Ryan Christie to be cited and banned for uh, and Morales not to be banned for the exact same offence. Um, just I, I do I, I do appreciate the inconsistency argument, and I raised it on the night. That Ryan Christie's ban was imposed I said in this programme For me it's inconsistent Because Morelos on Christie Was not treated in the same fashion As Christie on Morelos However Michael You forgive me if I focus on today's events If we're going to go back over Everybody's charge sheet We'll never get anywhere So The the, the, the match of the, 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 play, the people on the bench John Potter Michael Beale and Tom Culshaw, for me, they did not behave in a way becoming the posts that they hold. You cannot have Rammies on the touchline. We live in delicate times. This season is poised on a knife edge and you've really got to be conscious of how your behaviour impacts on the crowd. Now, it comes out today... As Jim Duffy said, there has to be a legal process involved. There has to be a legal person there to make sure that everything is above board. In the case of Michael Beale, John Potter, Tom Culshaw, there is no conspiracy for heaven's sake. With regard to Alfredo Morelos, he's already been booked twice and therefore sent from the field of play. On his way to the dressing room, he... Executes this extremely insensitive and stupid gesture He's then booked by the referee after the game is over The referee can't bring him back onto the park He's just sent him off He can't bring him back onto the park and show him a yellow card He does it the way they do it And that is to go to the dressing room 
Ask to see Morelos And let him know He's been shown a yellow card It goes on his record And it will Contribute towards Another punishment If he gets The requisite number of bookings Or red cards It will go towards Another punishment He's not been let off scot-free He's been booked In the only way That Kevin Clancy could book him Can I ask you See that in this situation You're saying A yellow card was given to Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos, is that correct? Andrew? No, no, just Morelos. So just just Morelos, right? So he's been given the yellow cards. So is that not just why? Why is he then been cited for for what if he's been given the yellow card? So he's been cited in terms of it is it obviously relates to the incident of him making the gesture, but yeah. it is not acting not acting within the best interests of football, but acting you know not in a. a an orderly fashion mm-hmm. I think is the, yeah. but, the, but what the I'm phrase they say the but referee's already given him a yellow card he, yes. he, he's get, obviously given him a yellow card for that particular yes. reason uh-huh. because it's not in the, the right spirit of the game or whatever it happens to be so they've given him a yellow card so therefore the, it's not as if the referee hasn't he maybe hasn't seen it coming off but he's been informed he's given a yellow card so for me I would think well that's it over and done I don't understand now why he's been cited mm-hmm. for something more than that because if it had been something more than that The referee would give him a red card But yeah. he didn't It was a yellow card Similar to the situation With Motherwell Where uh, 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 he Is, it not, to the is it not the case So that's a yellow card I think that should be Done and dusted I don't get why He's been cited here Kevin Clancy's been Obviously dealt with it At the time Giving yeah. a yellow card yeah. But It's more of a Sort of accumulation Of things that You know The Michael Beale incident The Alfredo yeah. Morelos incident The Instant I get with, Rangers as a club possibly yes, uh-huh. but, but I don't he hasn't been cited individually he has been right. cited as a sort of grouping of incidents right. and his part of the incident okay. would come under conduct that may otherwise incite disorder but I mean if you look at his gesture to yeah. the Malibu fans yeah. he was also booked yes. for that so if it was an individual citing mm-hmm. then it's you wouldn't get a two game yeah. ban no, no. for something like that is basically the the SFA's view on it their yeah. view is that yes he was given a yellow card but there is also there has been a few incidents mm-hmm. where Rangers players were involved in it or yeah. staff so, in yeah, this it's case a failure, as well. okay, it's a failure on Rangers behalf to keep everyone yeah. Other, yeah. under for, control for Rangers as a group yeah. and he's been part of that I just I, I, I was kind of reading there that he was going to get a further punishment and I'm thinking well, no. for a yellow card why it's a well, yellow card it's done. in a sense you know, the, it, he isn't but the club will the, the third yellow card goes on to his yeah, record yeah, he gets three and, points. and further down the line it will lead to another ban mm-hmm. so you know people are reading into this three yellow cards mm-hmm. in one day oh, therefore there's something I think you remember uh, Hugh many years ago was you say we're not going to go back to them all but I think was it Billy Abercrombie I think got three red cards yeah. as far as I'm yeah, yeah, coming yeah. Off, yeah. Get off the pitch so uh, yeah the, Alfredo's got a few to go before he catches up Nabba <laughs> final point to you Michael well, what I'm a bit bewildered about is why, at the time when they were talking about the Ryan Christie thing, why did they not come out and say, or even after the game come out and say that Alfredo Morelos was booked for his gesture? And to me, the, to me, the gesture was more than a, a yellow card offence. If uh, I was to make a, a gesture with a, I, I mean, a, in a, a local bar, I'd be looking to get arrested. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. Come on now, Michael. Be 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 sensible here. Rangers Rangers issued a, a statement afterwards. Which I would take issue with Where they said Where Alfredo comes from In Colombia uh, This means the end of the match Well That may very well be the case in Colombia However Dalmarnock is not in Colombia And when he did that in Dalmarnock 
Then it means something entirely different here So he was very stupid He pays a price in the form of a yellow card It goes towards his disciplinary record But Michael In this day and age I know that we're supposed to be offended by everything But do you really think that I mean I've, I've, I've read on social media People talking about this being a death threat Michael Do you really In your heart of hearts Do you really believe that? Well, sure. What I would just say is that listen to you guys who are experts on the on football. What chance does Joe Public have with all these inconsistencies to the referee to understand the rules? Somebody needs to have a, a, a look at that and 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 make it in layman's terms. Point out is uh, that it's uh, let the communication come out a lot quicker. Put it that way, and maybe we wouldn't be the world. But I've said to you, I've said to you, there's a fast track system. And then there's the other ordinary system. Ryan Christie came under the fast track system. Now, on the night his ban was imposed, I said on this programme, you can go back and check. For me, it was inconsistent, overly harsh. But the SFA say, no, I am wrong. Their law is correct. And by the letter of their law, Ryan Christie get banned. So it's an SFA matter. Yes, the rules. I mean, the, the thing is, I mean, Michael. I, I, I listen. I get that you can hear that almost he's exasperated by some of the decisions. But ask. I mean, we, we've been doing this for a long time, as involved in football. Uh-huh. We get we, we we get frustrated every single week with decisions. Yeah. You know whether I'm been involved in clubs, whether I've played, whether I've been out of jobs and I'm going to games. I'm baffled every week. If I watch it on TV, I'm baffled. I'm baffled with the VAR. Mm. I'm baffled with oh, every this you new know, game will throw up controversy decisions. And also sometimes when you see down south, some managers which it used to be when Wenger and, and Alec Ferguson were at each other would almost be put down as look at that. It's it's, it's almost like theatre. Other managers would be getting thrown to the lines and be getting fined and suspended. That's just the way football is. But when it comes to Celtic Rangers, people seem to think there's there's a different way, but it's because they're the two biggest clubs, the highest profile, the most TV coverage, and therefore people, rightly or wrongly, judge our football by those two clubs and judge our game by maybe the you know how the fans behave. So it's maybe a bit unfair, but but it, it's no different. Believe me, from Dumbarton and Stranraer, <laughs> you know you get really frustrated by decisions. One week. Somebody goes in and it hits him in the hand and the referee goes, no penalty. The next week it's identical. Someone gives a penalty. I think football accept the decisions. And, and as I said to you, but as uh, Hugh said, in this white heat of this uh, second half of the season, uh, I don't think I think that's going to be falling in deaf ears. Well, thank you to Michael. Raymond is a Rangers fan in Pollock. Raymond, what are you thinking tonight? Yeah, I, was just, I was just baffled with Hugh's take on Ryan Kent's goal celebration. Can you remind us your your, your take on it was? Uh, anything that involves uh, simulating uh, an action with a gun, you should just uh-huh. get it out of your mind altogether. Don't do that. It's insensitive, unnecessary and stupid. Were you saying that when Robbie Keane was doing it every second week or every week? Now, why Robbie Keane comes into this, I do not know. However, well, Robbie, Keane, the same Robbie, Keane, Robbie Keane was entirely wrong as well. Anybody who's wrong to do a celebration with a gun. Yeah. Why? What do you do when you get the ball inside the box? You shoot, don't you? 
you're coming up with a convoluted explanation for this now. Well, you, but, well no, I've got an, I've got an, an odd explanation. You ever seen I anyone? Can, ever seen anyone? Ever seen anyone? Instagram. Have you ever seen anyone shoot a gun with their foot? No, but you shoot the gold, don't you? What, 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 what I mean, it's it's completely Raymond, different meanings of the Raymond, word Raymond. Raymond. Yeah, as I've said to you, you come on here, you come on here to bring Robbie Keane into this because Robbie Keane used to play for Celtic. Now, it doesn't matter who it is. I don't care if it's Robbie Keane, Roy Keane, Diane Keane. It doesn't matter. If you simulate a gun action, you're wrong. Don't do it. It's daft. And that at all. You're putting stuff in that. He actually explained he explained it was a tribute to a hip hop duo for America. It was got nothing to do with anything but in your head or with anybody else's head. And uh, what was this hip hop duo doing? Well, there's a, it's a it used to be a, obviously a duo that didn't cease to to operate, and it was a, basically a tribute to them. That was all it was. I think it was maybe on the front of one of their albums, Smith and Wesson. I think was their name that Brian Kent said he was a fan of, and he said that it was in tribute to them. Really? I mean, it comes down to this. What do we need to do? Bloody explain every single celebration that we do now. I mean, come on, it's ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. It's, about, into a witch hunt, it? <laughs> it's not a witch hunt. Who? I mean, the, the fact is that like, there are some celebrations. I mean, we see it all the time. There's there's a multitude of celebrations that players can do. We see all sorts of crazy celebrations nowadays. All sort of rehearsed. Situations that people of my age think, oh, look at the state of them doing their little handshakes and high fives and that stuff. But that's fine. There's there's no harm in that, and it doesn't offend anyone. But you know, regardless, listen, whether it's you know Robbie Keane doing it or whether it's Ryan Kent, it doesn't matter. Even if it is a tribute, it's like someone, you know, the the, the media, as I said, if someone gets a tattoo, a certain tattoos, and somebody sees it, then someone will bring it up. It's just the the world yeah. we live in, and I just think rather than bring attention to yourself. There's a lot of other celebrating. It's the same as celebrating. We said celebrate in front of your own fans, but players being players, they might get a bit of stick. They might even get it all day, and then all of a sudden they think, well, the first people I'm going to go is, is to the opposition. And again, it's unnecessary. And I, I do think that the the authorities will, um, you know, make it a tougher punishment in future because that is the way the world was going. You know, people are becoming more offended by less offensive things, if you want to say that. And and I just think. Listen, players have got to take a fair degree of responsibility. There's Raymond, no point saying someone else done it as well. Raymond, come on. First of all, to say, why did you know say this when Robbie Keane did it? He made a gun celebration. So then, midway through, Raymond decides, ah, but it wasn't a gun celebration. It was in tribute to a hip-hop duo. Give me a break. There is football on tonight. We'll be getting team news from Ibrox after the travel with Stephen. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the league leader for compensation. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy here in the Clyde One Super Scoreboard studio with me, Andrew McLean. Rangers playing at Stranraer tonight, and we've got breaking team news from Ibrooks, where Joe Hendry is. Hi Andrew, yes as predicted lots of changes for Stephen Gerrard's Rangers tonight, seven changes in total, they go with Wes Fotheringham in goals, a back four of Patterson, Edmondson, Katic and Halliday, Jack, Davis and Aribo are in midfield with Arfield and Jones supporting lone striker Jermaine Defoe on the bench there's Firth, Flanagan Polster, Mayo, Kennedy, Barker and Ojo 
What do you make of that, Hugh? It's a non-match for me. Um, with respect to Stranraer, they're cut adrift at the bottom of League One. They'll be in League Two next season. Um, they have players uh, in their team who three or four weeks ago were playing the juniors. Um, they're playing a, a Rangers side who, yeah, is much changed from the Celtic game on December 29, but is full of players who can make this what they want it to be. Joe told us it was 8 0 the last time the sides met at Ibrox. It could be 8 0 again if Rangers want it to be that way. I mean, no disrespect to Stevie Farrell and to everyone at Stranraer, but they are involved in the definition of a mismatch. Jim, this is always a, a good time in the in the season for the, the bigger teams in Scotland to maybe change around their squad, give some players a chance that haven't had a chance before. The one that really sticks out in the lineup is Nathan Patterson, just yeah. 18 years old at right back. We know James Tavernier is injured, but it's a big ass to be thrown straight into the team at 18. Yeah, I mean, he bombed up and down the pitch. I was talking to a couple of people who've seen the, the game again, uh, over when they were over in their, their winter break and they were very impressed by him. And I think obviously that's what Stephen Gerrard has been as well. And, you know, he, he needs some young players to, to, to push into his squad. You know, and he said he's, he's, he's already trimmed his squad by losing a couple of players. So, you know, if he does get one or two injuries, he doesn't want to be keep getting out all the time and, and looking to find them elsewhere. So again, it's a good opportunity tonight. Rangers will dominate the game, dominate the ball. So you know, Wes Fothering going back in. I mean, he wouldn't have much to do. Uh, obviously, Patterson be bombing on all day. Andy Halliday getting a chance. Edmondson getting a chance. A lot of Rangers fans and you know, from phone up here, have been looking forward to seeing him on a more regular basis. But since Catis has got in again after the injury, um, you know. He's, he's did really well and obviously scored against Celtic so it just gives these guys a chance um, in Jordan Jones what first game in three months is it? Yeah you know, since, three the, months. Uh, since the Celtic game so um, again a chance for him to try and reignite his Rangers career and um, you know yeah listen there's a lot of things that um, Stephen Gerrard will be looking for from his team tonight uh, Stevie Farrow and his team will just want to try and make sure they're as organised and disciplined as they possibly can be. They will try and frustrate Rangers. They'll try every trick in the book within the rules. Slow the game down, take your time with goal kicks, throws, etc. But I think there's been over 40,000 tickets, I think, sold for this game. So it's going to be a huge test for them. But a huge money-making exercise. Well, Frank McEwen, uh, one of the coaches uh, said that uh, this will keep the club alive for several years. So, you know, I think that that's got to be put in perspective as well. I think one criticism there's maybe been of Rangers over the last few years, Hugh, is the fact that there hasn't been those players coming from the academy through mm-hmm. into the first team. This is a sign that maybe the next generation is coming through. Is think Nathan Patterson will see this as a good opportunity because James Tavernier's out. We know he's out for the next couple of weeks to put in a good performance here and see if he can stake a claim to, to play in the league matches as well. Of course, he knows that when Tavernier is fully fit, we're back out again. However, there's no harm in uh, painting a, a good portrait of yourself where you are given the opportunity. Um, rate that, I think over 40,000 tickets have been sold because the Rangers fans, they really do believe the pendulum is swinging in their direction and they really do believe that they can win league and cup and they really do believe that they might have won the Betfred Cup had it not been for Fraser Forster uh, and what the Rangers fans uh, will forever claim was an offside goal so they're there tonight to kickstart the second half of this season in the belief that Rangers can win league and cup we'll reserve judgement on both of those things until nearer the, the time but with 
Tonight's game in mind And taking tonight's game in isolation Rangers will win it More than comfortably Jordan Jones is an interesting case Because when he came in I think he maybe surprised a few people With performances early on in his Rangers career One particular moment I remember Is that cross for Alfredo Morelos For the header against Legia Warsaw That actually put Rangers into the group stages Of the Europa League But of course he then came on against Celtic He got himself sent off He injured himself in the process Do you think there's a bit of redemption That needs to be done there In the case of Jordan Jones? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, you know if he, he let his team down that day and let his manager down. I think Stephen Gerrard, you know, made it pretty clear to him that you know that that's he's got to f- show me a, a lot, not you know just on the pitch, but his whole approach to playing for Rangers. And uh, I think that um, you know, listen, tonight isn't really the game that you would say. Well, if he if he has a stormer, that's going to you know uh, you know cover a multitude of sins. But you know, he is a player with talent. He is a player with pace. Um, you know, he, he, if he's fit and he's playing at the top of his game, he will compete because. But he does play in the same position as Ryan Kent. He was signed before Ryan Kent. Once the Rangers then decided we'll pay seven million pounds, it's unlikely that he will become a regular starter. But tonight, as I said, like like a number of players, gives him an opportunity to at least say to the manager, "Yeah, okay, I know I'll not be an automatic starter." But I can be an impact player for Rangers. I want to be part of Rangers. I want to be part of this challenge for the title. You deal with players at Stranraer's level. Mm-hmm. What do you think will be going through the the players' heads at this moment in time when we're not too far away from kickoff and they're they're going to play Rangers at Ibrox? Well, the first thing they have to do is get the the stadium and the grandeur out, out of their heads. You know when we heard Josie earlier on that the players are out, the Stranraer players are out early looking about, and sometimes it's actually better to to get them out earlier. So you get all that out of the way because when they walk in the front door at Rangers and they see the marble staircase, then they go left to the dressing rooms, then the size of the dressing rooms and the pitch and the stadium and all these sort of things. Yeah, I mean it can take your breath away at times if you if you're a player. Some a lot of these players might never have experienced it, so it's the first time they've been there, or they might they might well have been fans and sitting in the stand one time. A lot of things like that. So. It's getting over that aspect of it And then realise Listen See when the match starts Forget all this Forget all the all the, the, the fans around about you Forget the kind of uh, As I said The grandeur of the stadium And the history and all that stuff Let's make sure we do ourselves justice And that's basically what Stevie will be trying to feed into his players Is that Go go, and you're putting yourself against Top class players You know Go, go and make it a, you know, An awkward night if you can for Rangers Listen It's unlikely But that's the kind of messages That I think they'll be trying to make Complete contrast in the fact that Stranraer fans will be hoping for a shock and Rangers fans might be disappointed if they're not scoring five or, or six tonight. Absolutely. Rangers fans will go in the expectation that they will score five or six. Um, that's the way it should be. Sometimes things are as simple as you think they are. And Rangers beating Stranraer is that simple for me. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Yes, it's your time to try and beat the pundit. You could be coming up against Jim Duffy or Hugh Keevans to see if you can win a signed ball. All you need to do is get more questions right than them. Sounds easy, doesn't it? But we'll see if the pressure gets to you. All you need to do is make sure you phone 0141 951 1025 before the news at 7 and you could be on air taking on one of these two. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. Welcome back to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy in the studio with me tonight. Plenty of interesting topics tonight. And of course, Rangers kicking off the Scottish Cup weekend. They are at home to Stranraer in around 45 minutes' time. You're also in action tomorrow Jim Duffy uh, away to Aberdeen not quite yep. the the high life that some other clubs would be doing of a, a nice quiet night in a hotel up in Aberdeen tonight <laughs> no not at all but uh, listen I mean uh, I think if I went to the directors and said listen could we go up there night before they, you know, they, they would have tried to make that possible but the players want to be as relaxed as possible want to be as normal as possible in the preparation so we'll just go up uh, on the day of the game um, you know, but we're not quite as Shrewsbury Rangers, but uh, you know it's probably the next one, next one down in terms of a lower league. You know, in terms of playing the, the higher league, so um, you know, it's so it's a very very tough tie for us. Absolutely no doubt about what, that. And what percentage of the gate do you get, Jim? You get fifty percent less whatever costs. I think they have. I think there's about twenty percent cost. Then you get fifty percent. So yeah, the club will make a bit of money, but it's not like. We were saying about Sunrar, it's not it's not going to keep the club surviving for years. Um but it but it'll certainly help the budget. There's no 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 it'll oh. help the running costs of the club and uh, a significant help. You no, know, I'm no I'm not denying that, but very, very tough for us. You know, we've been absolutely um you know, frustrated recently. We tried couldn't get players in and uh, you know, if players going back to their parent clubs, three players going back to their parent clubs were on loan, injuries, illness. So yeah, but for me some of us I've just said about Stevie um, Steam going up there I've got to ask my players to go and make it a challenge make it difficult make it awkward you know be competitive and and, and, and at least if Aberdeen are going to win it make sure that they're up for it you know that, that we don't just hand them the game before the game's you know, before the ball's kicked Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Time for Beat the Pundit and time for our caller to see if he can beat either Hugh Keevans or Jim Duffy and win a signed ball tonight. It's Edward, a Rangers fan from Falkirk. Edward, are you feeling confident tonight? Uh, I was confident about five minutes ago, but not so much now. Why is that? Why are you not so confident anymore, Edward? Um, they're all just the nerves, maybe. Just but um, I'll give it a go and see how I get on. Oh, I'm sure you'll be all right. I'll read you through the rules. Of course, it is... Uh, 30 seconds head to head you can pass but this is your chance to beat the pundit you're up against Hugh Keevans or Jim Duffy have you got a preference who you want to play probably Jim Duffy why is that oh, Hugh, Hugh's always on top form normally so um, <laughs> oh here we go let's, avoid him. let's see heads for Hugh Keevans tails for Jim Duffy and it is heads you're up against the, the man on top form Hugh Keevans <laughs> oh, good luck Hugh alright Edward same to you Right, here we go. I will make sure to give Hugh a bit of clay two in his ear. Is that thumbs up from Hugh? So we are good to go on this. 30 seconds, as I said, you can pass if you want, Edward. It's uh, Beat the Pundit. Here we go. What was the name of Clyde Stadium prior to moving to their current home? Pass. Who has been named Hearts captain? Pass. What year did Rangers last face Stranraer? 2015 Which East of Scotland League team Do Clyde face in the Scottish Cup tomorrow? The Bonnie Rose. Which junior team faced Hibs at Easter Road In the 2010 Scottish Cup? Auchinleck 
Which Scot has joined Empoli in the Italian Serie B? Uh, ooh, Henderson, I can't even mind the surname There we go, I'll take that Right, ah. here we go Let's uh, bring Hugh back into things How do you think you got on, Edward? Uh, started off shaky, but I don't know Recovered that a bit in the middle But we'll see how Hugh gets on Right, okay, Hugh Are you ready? You still listen to Clyde too Oh I don't think I've brought him back There we go Hugh You ready? I am There we go That would have helped <laughs> If I'd uh, put Clyde 1 back in your ear Here we go yeah. uh, Hugh ready to beat the pundit? I am What was the name of Clyde Stadium Prior to moving to their current home? Shawfield Who was named Hearts captain? Uh, Craig Halkett What year did Rangers last face Stranraer? 1989 Which East of Scotland League team Did Clyde face in the Scottish Cup tomorrow? Pass which junior team faced Hibs at Easter Road in the 2010 Scottish Cup? Linlithgow. Which Scott has joined Empoli in the Italian Serie B? Pass. Which Premier League winners faced Morton in the Intercities Fairs Cup during the 60s? Quickly. <laughs> the <laughs> I'm 60s. glad you were getting the question today. I'll tell you that. Oh, out of time. There we go. Uh, Edwards, how are you feeling after that? I think it's a close one. Right, let's see if you are correct or not So the first question was What was the name of Clyde Stadium Prior to moving to their current home That was Shawfield So that was 1-0 to Hugh Who's been named the Hearts captain today, Jim? You know that one? I have not got a clue Stephen Naismith Daniel Stendhal is named Stephen Naismith So it stayed 1-0 to Hugh What year did Rangers last face? It was 2016 It was a 3-0 win at Ibrooks in the League Cup So it stayed 1-0 to Hugh Which East of Scotland League team The Clyde face In the Scottish Cup Tomorrow Edward was that a guess Or did you know that one I'm fairly confident I know Bonnie that one There we go Bonnie Rigrose So it is 1-all Which junior team Faced Hibs at Easter Road In the 2010 Scottish Cup That is Irvin Meadow Neither of you got that right Which Scott has joined Empoli In the Italian Serie B On loan Liam Henderson it is Liam Henderson And Edward got that right He wasn't sure Ooh. about it But he said Henderson So it goes 2-1 Hold on a minute Edward. He said Henderson But they say Liam Henderson I'm Willie. giving him Henderson I'm giving him Henderson <laughs> I'll tell you what How can you, you You pluck a surname With no Christian no, no. name It's not bad actually The surname I, I knew I knew There was a, a Scottish Henderson Playing in Italy So I figured that it had to be him Edward Listen I'll happily give you the ball But it's a car drop. The only reason that Hugh is arguing with that Is because I asked him Which Premier League winners faced Morton In the Intercities Fairs Cup during the 60s And he couldn't answer that one And that means it finished Hugh 1, Edward 2 Hugh, answer? well done What was your answer to the last question? Chelsea Alright, well Edward, you happy with that? Ah, very much so Excellent stuff We will get you your signed ball Once we get your details What are you thinking ahead of the Rangers game tonight? Looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm actually sitting outside Ibrox just now in the car um, Hopefully not too many issues But you never know with these cup games Yes you do When it's Stranraer <laughs> at Ibrox, yes you do Well there we go, Edwards has got his signed ball He's got the first part of night in store And he's just hoping for a Rangers win now To top it off That is, Hugh, the first defeat And beat the pundit of 2020 And, and it's on your hands And it's a, done in a car whoop. Well, a conspiracy, so conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. If it'd been me that had said Henderson, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah. you don't get the point. You didn't yeah. give his surname. Eh, his Christian mm-hmm. name. 
Let anyway, bring back Gordon Duncan, I say. <laughs> <laughs> well, 01419511025, we want to hear from you. Celtic fans interested to hear what you have to say about this because Neil Lennon speaking today, he says that Lee Griffiths is ready to play his part for Celtic in the second half of this season. He said the striker's hungry for game time and that he's had no inclination that Bio wants to go out on loan. Well, at the minute we've got Odson, him and obviously Griff. You know, Griff's looking, looking good. He's had a a good Dubai trip, you know, and um, he's trained well again this week, so um, maybe not, maybe not. We'll, we'll see how things go over the next few weeks. I can't comment on speculation surrounding any player, really. Um, there's been a lot for the last few months about Griff, but he's hungry and he wants to play, and um, you know he's made that pretty clear to me. Because that maybe scope for Bio to go out on loan? I think there was reports saying that he was looking for that. Well, again, I can't comment on individual players but um, you know he's had a few injuries so he's just coming back from a long term injury and he's back in training now so um, I've had no inclination of that whatsoever Well it's an interesting one Hugh because I think a few people thought with the signing of Patrick Clamalla that maybe Lee Griffiths days at Celtic were numbered but that seems to be a vote of confidence from Neil Lennon Yeah it certainly does Um, no outward move for Lee Griffiths I think Bio has been found wanting and is not in Neil Lennon's plans, not now, not in the future. Short to long term. Um, you would think that Edward would start the match tomorrow. Celtic will get 31 cup wins in a row. An astonishing sequence. They obviously want to make it 32. They want the League and Cup double or the quadruple treble, as it would be in their case. Uh, you would think they would start with Edward, but I would expect to see both Griffiths and Patrick Clamalla at some stage in the match. Jim, part of being a manager in the 21st century is dealing with social media, and that was uh, Lee Griffiths' seller on this week. I think he tweeted, and this is as 21st century as you can get, with three upside-down smiley face emojis and also a gif. Do you know what a gif is, Hugh? Um, something that uh, you shouldn't look in the mouth. <laughs> not quite no it's a, a sort of short moving picture and it was of it was of himself sort of putting his fingers in his ears and then he deleted his count altogether so that naturally questions arose after that because people weren't really sure what Lee Griffiths was meaning he'd, he liked a couple of tweets that suggested that maybe his time was up <laughs> at Celtic but Neil Lennon saying that he has been putting in the hard work in training yeah, not quite uh, the seagulls and the trawlers with uh, Eric Cantona. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's listen, you know, when players do these things nowadays, there is a bit of, you know, cryptic um, confusion with it. But, you know, for, for, for Lee Griffiths, he just has, I mean, he hasn't played any real football for more than a year. And that is an awful long time, an awful long time. We know yeah. he's had a variety of issues, both physically and mentally. But he really has to, in this half of the season, you know, not, even if it's not for his long-term future at Celtic, it's for his own future going forward, is to say to people, listen, I'm healthy in all aspects, I'm ready to play, and I'm still a good player. Because he is a terrific player. But Celtic can't hang around too much longer and wait to see. And uh, I think, um, you know, Neil Lennon's basically saying, listen, there's competition here, so if you want to compete, fine. If you don't want to compete, I think there still could be an opportunity for him to move before January 31. 
01419511025 if you want to get involved. Paul is a Celtic fan in Kirkintilloch. Paul, are you pleased that it looks as if Lee Griffiths will be playing a part in the second half of the season? Uh, hi Andrew, hi Hugh, uh, hi Tom. Hi Paul. Uh, uh, to be honest, I've kind of forgot about Lee Griffiths. I, I don't mean I've forgot about him, but I don't think he's uh, a reliable uh, thing, a reliable player that you can pin your hopes on. So I think Celtic have done the right thing. They've gone out and signed a, another striker that they were crying out for. Uh, no offence to Lee Griffiths. He's not through a hard time, but I, I don't know if I can see Lee Griffiths coming back. There's something not quite right. Everybody's wanting to come back, uh, but there's kind of waiting on him, you know, we can't wait. Uh, so there's an ounce spent the money uh, and brought in what seems to be uh, a, a young guy who's, uh, I don't know a lot about him, but uh, he's a Polish under 21 international and uh, seems to be playing at a reasonable level, so I'm, I'm quite happy. Well, you, you have to assume that Celtic, having spent that kind of money on Patrick Kamala. Uh, expect him to make a contribution. I'm not expecting him to come in and win the league for Celtic on his own, but you have to think that business like this is done because you believe that he can make a contribution, even a periodic contribution between now and May, and score some goals that will help. Uh, and for that reason alone, Edward is first in the pecking order, Clamalla would be second, and Lee Griffiths would be third. Paul, the fact that Clamalla has come in, there's no Edward, Clamalla, Griffiths and Bayo, do you think that something we'll need to give out of those four players in terms of outgoings at Celtic? Well, I don't know the now, but the way I look at it is that Clamalla will be Edward's replacement at home. Uh, we'll sell, it's the way we operate. Uh, I've heard a, a lot of people saying they're, they're underwhelmed by Celtic's business, but we're in the lowest Scottish got footballs in an underwhelming business. I mean, nobody seems really empty. I mean, I don't mean loan so much, but nobody signs into you've heard that. It's Celtic are in the, the business of signing guys uh, and making them possibly into stars and getting a lot of money. So I think if they thought that amount of money out, obviously with the, uh, going for uh, the title again. But I think ultimately with the business head on, they'll be looking this, I think, will be Edward's replacement. Well, I think it's premature to describe him as Edward's replacement. Uh, first of all, Edward cost three times as much as Clamalla did. Uh, secondly, none of us have any idea what Patrick Clamalla can bring to the table. Uh, therefore, it's premature. You may be correct. However, it's premature to suggest that he could in any way be Odson Edward's replacement. I think that you, you'll find that players, young players, last year Oliver Burt came in and Timothy Weir. And when Timothy Weir came onto the scene, even just for you know a few cameo roles, everybody's kind of went, "Oh wow, he he looks a he looks a, a real player." And Patrick Roberts would obviously be there as well. So they've brought in young players to make an impact, not always every game, but maybe just enough to give them that added advantage. And I think Clamalla is definitely one for the future, as is Greg Taylor. You know, but I don't think just paying the money out guarantees you in Celtic now. You've got Oliver and Cham who cost four million pound. Mm-hmm. Is is not a regular player. You've got Greg Taylor who at times has to play third choice to Johnny Hayes in bowling goalie. Mm-hmm. So I think what he's doing in in Neil and what Celtic are doing is they're they're they're, they're, they're looking not just now. 
But kind of medium term as well And how they can develop these players uh, And if Odgen Edward is still there come the summer Then I think you know the, the Clamalla will have had understood What it means to play for Celtic by that time And then there'll be a bit more competition But at this moment in time I think you've got to give the boy time He's come in the middle of the season the middle of probably one of the, the most, uh, I think, uh, you know, dramatic possible seasons that they might be over the last seven, eight years. And he's got to be able to handle the expectations. Maybe over the last two or three years, it may have been a wee bit easier for him to come in. But now he's really got to pretty much hit the ground running. Is tomorrow the perfect opportunity to get him involved? Neil Lennon saying today that he, he will be in contention mm-hmm. for the game. I think his last action was mid-December. So Neil Lennon said he's, he's maybe not... Completely match sharp But You know He's he's been in training With Celtic today There, there is a chance That he could be involved Yeah again Similar to, to What the Rangers have done tonight I expect Celtic To maybe use One or two other I mean listen Patrick Thistle's A championship side You know Higher than obviously Than, than Stranraer Or Anything like that But It's a great pitch For Hill You know It's a Glasgow derby There'll be a great crowd there Great mm-hmm. atmosphere so I think but I think Celtic can still afford to maybe the likes of Greg Taylor, maybe Oliver and Cham, perhaps uh elite Greek Lee Griffith starts, you know, and, and, and maybe throws the gauntlet down early on him and say, Look, Clamala's there, Edward's there, this is your opportunity. But I think there'll be a few changes for Celtic tomorrow night as well. Well the transfer window is open and now you can switch your sofa for a game thanks to Clyde One Super Scoreboards and Ladbrooks next week. Play at the Ladbrokes transfer window for the chance to win tickets for you and a friend for an SPFL match of your choice. Win with Clyde One, Super Scoreboard and Ladbrokes. Please gamble responsibly. And make sure to get in touch because we'll be hearing Neil Lennon's thoughts on their imminent new signing, Ishmaela Soro, and also going back to Ibrooks after this. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Getting you full compensation is their goal. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy here with me, Andrew McLean, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. John Paul's been on the line, but I need to set this up quickly. The full time teaser, if you want to get your question on air, simply send it to fulltime at Clyde1.com. We've got a topical one tonight, so. Rangers, of course, playing Stranra tonight. Stranra managed a one-all draw with Rangers back in 2013. Simple as this. Name the Rangers starting 11. Uh, Wes Fodderingham. No. No. Uh, Thank you. 2013, let me think. Rangers starting 11. Ian Black. Ian Black. Yes, that's one. Uh... I think, I think there's a, a few I really should easier ones in there and some some tricky names as well. Um, Final guess from B- each of you: Bill Mosney. Bill Mosney, yes. I think I actually mentioned his name earlier on. Hugh, I'll get back to you. This could be a long night. John Paul is in Fold House. John Paul, what's your point tonight? Evening, panel. How's it going? Good. Hi, John. Paul. Um, just a couple of points. We're listening there. Uh, uh, the first one about the league, I think, you know, I'm a big fan of him, I love him, I think, uh, obviously completely different to Edwin, but when, when he's actually at it, uh, a couple of years ago he's at it, and he's in the box, he can finish, he's sharp, he's running the hand, he's, he's hitting in the turn, he's obviously scored before the season, proven goal, so I think when he's at it, he's, he's up there with the best in the country, but for me, I know he had his issues, but for me, the more and more the weeks and months go on, it's looking like um, his Celtic career is in, in serious, serious bother, you know, and it pains me to say that, because as I say, he's a fantastic player, but 
I also get when I get the fact Neil Lennon's only giving 10 minutes here and there but he can't be doing for me just in this my opinion he can't be doing enough for me in training working harder and showing the manager um, what he, what, why he should be on the part you know I, I spoke about the Greg Taylor thing as well I'm not going to go into that again but I would love to see Lee Griffiths back um, I hope he does get back and for for Celtic fans sake for uh, the team's sake um, another point uh, going on to tomorrow's game um, listening to the team collection there you know Trying to not be disrespectful to this as much as I can, but is this a perfect opportunity for Neil Lennon to play Chaved or Alvani? You know, with Morgan away, Sinclair away, um, Christie Band, and I don't know if that kicks in or no, but I just think it's a perfect. It's a championship team. Partick Thistle are concentrating in the league. The main player is in the league, and I think it's a perfect opportunity to get one of them in. And, you know, he's had a look at them over the break. I've been watching their training on. You know, and I think that it's a perfect time. I just hope it doesn't go with Johnny Hayes because why no try one of these guys? You're going to have a team very, very good enough to beat Partick Thistle. I don't even know what the panel think of that. Well, Neil Lennon was very complimentary towards uh, Marion's Fed uh, when they were in Dubai. He said they look very lively again. Tonight, there are also suggestions that Danny Arzani could be involved tomorrow, not necessarily in the starting 11, but on the bench. With regard to your point about Lee Griffiths, Edward is number one. If you pay the money that they've paid for Patrick Kamala, he has to be number two. Lee Griffiths last scored for Celtic in August. That's six months ago. Uh, you know, If Neil Lennon is serious about Lee Griffiths, then have him on the pitch at some stage tomorrow and let everyone see uh, how far he has come on. But in recent cameo appearances, he's looked well off what Celtic require in the back half of the season. Jim, I suppose it's all about balance, really, when it comes mm. to these ties, because you know fans want to see these fringe players given their chance, but the manager knows that they have to win the game, and it, it might not be beneficial through them to throw in guys like Shved and Arzani who have not kicked the ball all season, really. Yeah, I mean, again, as you say, it's getting balance right, giving an opportunity to players without underestimating the opposition you know I mean you can underestimate the opposition at your peril um, sometimes in football and although Celtic should have enough quality as long as you know you've got that sprinkling um, you know right through the team maybe seven or eight of your regulars and then you could perhaps put two or three guys that you might feel could benefit from from the game um, I can't see Zveder and Zani starting um, you know but you know I say that it's, it's one of those situations where Celtic do have a big squad obviously just signed another two new players uh, you know uh, over the last uh, week or 10 days or so so it's trying to integrate them all as well as possibly trying to get someone at Lee Griffiths time but you know again I get from John Paul that, that there comes a time when you've got to then say no enough's enough and he either you know he either gets himself right and ready to compete or he moves on I'm not sure when that time is. I said, I think the next couple of weeks will be vital for him. Well, thank you to John Paul. Neil Lennon also talking today, confirming that the signing of Ishmael Asoro is close and he gave Celtic fans a taste of what they can expect from him. He also gave an injury update after uh, the players were away in Dubai. The deal's been agreed and we're just waiting on the, the paperwork being done now. So hopefully that can get resolved over the next few days. Yeah, it'll be good. He's a good player, you know, strong. Uh, technically very good, quick across the ground, hungry. Done a lot of work on him. Obviously, we did a lot of work on Klamala as well, so he's in the building. So it's good to get a couple of players in to freshen things up a little bit. Yeah, he's like a number six, you know. Um, 
very powerful. Gets the ball back. You know, he's got good close control. He's quite smart with the passes. But at that age, he's still got a little bit of work to do in, in terms of his tactical awareness. But, um, yeah, we like what we saw. We'll just give him the time to adapt. And, you know, I think he could maybe play some games between now and the end of the season. How's the squad looking for tomorrow? Well, with a few injuries, you know, obviously Ryan suspended. Um, yeah, Elianusi and El Hamid, you know, they're still out. El Hamid... You know, we don't know the ex- the extent. Still, he he picked up a groin injury again in in Dubai, so we'll see how how that's going along. Hopefully, Moy will be fit for the end of the month, and Jamesy and and Chris Ayer doubts as well. So we're monitoring them today. Hugh, where do you think Ishmael Asoro fits into Neil Lennon's plans? Because he talks about him as a number six. Yeah. Scott Brown and Cal McGregor really seem to have those two positions nailed down. Celtic do have other players that can play. In that position He is only 21 years old Yeah Ishmael Asoro Sounds to me like uh, Buy him for 2 million And sell him for 10 If you can Further down the line But You have Neil's word for it That He doesn't expect him To play on a regular basis Between now and the end Of the season He is definitely The work in progress Um, If Patrick Klamala Turns out to be A work in progress as well Then I would find it strange To have Spent your money In the January window On Two works in progress uh, when the league is hanging by a thread, and uh, you know you're still involved in the Scottish Cup. We'll see about Klamala tomorrow because I think he really will feature, not necessarily from the start, but at some point at Firhill we'll see Klamala on the park. I'm sure, uh, but Ishmaelasoro does sound like the classic Celtic signing: pay small, sell big. I mean, Celtic have obviously found success in that system mm-hmm. that they've used for transfers, Jim, but it always doesn't mm-hmm. work out, doesn't always no. work out, sorry. You look at Ibuwe Kouassi yeah. as an example, but mm-hmm. when you get it right, the rewards can be incredible. Yeah, I mean, uh, listen, you know, you bring a number of players in, you know, there's only going to be very few, really, in reality, that, uh, you know, become a real success you know, all, all levels of success don't get me wrong I mean you've got someone like Stuart Armstrong you can bring in for a million and a half or whatever I'm to be in selling for six or seven you know that's a, that's a big a big uh, success Kieran Tierney obviously bringing through the system 25 million so there are huge successes as well but I don't really think that that's the, the thought of Neil Lennon at this moment and that might you know be you know something that you know further down the line uh, but he's got to, he's got to get ad- adapt to the Scottish football Scottish culture Scottish weather um, you know a lot of things the style of football um, the tempo the intensity the aggression all these sort of things and that, I think that's the reason why um, Neil Lennon is saying listen they'll expect to play a few games this year and then they maybe look to be make more of an impact next season but listen you know it's it's happened already um, you know with Celtic you know there, there are times when they didn't fancy I don't know I think a, a player young Jeremy Frippong uh, wasn't expected to play many games and now he's pretty much one of the first names in the team sheet we're Scottish We can't adapt to Scottish weather <laughs> Gary is a Celtic fan In the gobbles Gary what have you made Of Celtic's business So far in the transfer window um, Well Basically I, I don't really know much About um, Patrick Clamalla uh, But I have seen Obviously clips of him And he does seem to come With some goals So He needs to kind of Hit the ground running I, I'd love to see him Come off the bench tomorrow I don't really know much About this boy's sorrow either um, I would have loved to have got young Jack Clarkin from Tottenham but I, but I believe he's went to QPR on loan yeah. so that's the end of that but I think we need to 
we need we definitely need to bring in uh, another defender and possibly another. I wouldn't even say another striker now. Uh, I probably add another defender, and I think we'll, we'll probably be fine for the rest of the season. I noticed that uh, Jozo Seminovic uh, featured uh, in Dubai. Um, you know, he's done a good job for Celtic when requested. Hasn't played for a long time, uh, but he might be a re-emerging figure in defence. Yeah, another thing, El Hamad, who's injured just now, although he is a right back, can play centre back as well. And as I said with, with Jenny Frimponger in there, you know, it might be something that when he's fit, Neil Lennon looks at. Uh, he did say that Christopher Ayer would be a doubt for the Partick Thistle match. I think when a manager mentions him, you know, like that, it generally means that, listen, he's not going to play. Gary, transfers aside, is there anyone in that Celtic squad that you feel you'd maybe like to see more from in the second half of this season? Um, I'd, lo- I'd love to see Greg Taylor maybe fit in at left back. Um, I don't really, I don't really, I don't know if I trust. Balling goalie, it, it reminds me a bit too much of Boyata. Um, he seems a wee bit unsure himself on the ball. But then again, um, I, my, my main point for phoning up was to complain about the Celtic fans' treatment of, of certain players, um, quote, citing that, that, that were a bit spoiled in, in recent years. I mean, Greg Taylor's just, just won it. Some Scottish players that we brought in from Scottish clubs and the Celtic fans have just basically not given him a chance. Uh, Jack Henry, obviously, the, the news tonight that he's uh, signed a, sh- a short-term loan deal to go to Australia. Uh, obviously, good luck to the big man. He's he's not hit the ground at Celtic yet, but you know his confidence isn't going to get any better with Celtic fans on social media, online, um, you know, messaging and just basically saying he's not good enough. And I'm just reading some of the some of the, the tweets that Celtic fans are putting out there and. I run a few Celtic pages on social media and I was actually dreading putting up the, the news that Hendry was away to Australia because I knew the reaction. But you look at the likes of Scott Allen, we bought from Hibs, never really got a chance. Uh, Taylor, obviously, I'm, I'm more hopeful for. Lewis Morgan, he's away to America. Another one the Celtic fans didn't really want to see there. Jack Henry has got some amount of abuse, so... I think we're always quoting on and always banging on rather about being a club for all and a club for, you know, open to all and yet we don't back our own players. So I think it's about time that the Celtic fans woke up and realised that we need to give these boys a bit of backing. I think if you're, if you're critical of a player, that's fair enough. Um, people have been critical of footballers since time began. If you allow that to become personal abuse... Um, as social media can be guilty of doing Then that's another matter altogether um, But Jack Henry had gone way out of the picture at Celtic And you know, good luck to him with his move um, Bolingoli, for me, I'm not a fan uh, I just think he's an accident waiting to happen And um, Taylor would be a better bet for me Well thank you to Gary We were going back live to Ibrooks after this Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy here with me in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers taking on Strenra tonight. We'll go straight back live to Ibrooks to get a bit of team news and also the build up to the match. Joe Hendry. Yes, Andrew, there are seven changes for Rangers this evening. Out go McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Barisic, Kamara, Morelos and Kent. 
In comes Wes Fodderingham in goals for his fifth appearance of the season. Nathan Patterson makes his debut right back, the 18-year-old. Edmondson, Katic and Halliday complete the back four. Davis and Arfield are in the middle with Ryan Jack, who captains the side this evening. Aribo and Jones will support lone striker Jermaine Defoe. There's a mix of youth and experience on the bench for Rangers with Andy Firth, John Flanagan, Matt Polster. There's Lewis Mayo and Kai Kennedy, both academy players on the bench this evening with Brandon Barker and Shea Ojo. For Clyde, they make what it for sorry for Shinra, they make one change from the team that drew 3-0 with Clyde a few weeks ago. Max Curry is in goals this evening with Robertson, Allen and Cummins at the back. McManus, Pinatello, Elliot, Hamill and Ryan Thompson. He comes in for James Hilton who drops to the bench. And up front it's Andy Sterling and Ryan Stevenson. On the bench they have Dale Burgess with Lee Hamilton who returns from injury this week. As I mentioned before, James Hilton, Robert Jones, Lewis McIntyre, Lewis Dunn and Scott Phillips are all back from injury as well. Now, kickoff isn't far away. But first, the stadium will fall silent following the passing of former Rangers goalkeeper Bobby Brown. And that's the way it should be. Bobby Brown passed away at the age of 96, an old school gentleman. 296 appearances uh, for Rangers. Uh, someone who had a remarkable career, Andrew, in many ways. He once played for his school in the morning, was spotted by Queen's Park, who immediately took him to play against Celtic in the afternoon and it was Queen's Park 4, Celtic 4. Now, uh, Bobby, of course, is well remembered and possibly will forever be remembered as the man who managed the Scotland team who played England in their first match after winning the World Cup and Scotland won 3-2 at Wembley. He gave a debut that day to Jim McCallieog, young Glasgow boy, and the young Glasgow boy scored the winner. Coming right up to... Relatively the present day I remember going to the Hamden Hall of Fame dinner When Bobby Brown was in his 90s He got up to speak He was as sharp as attack Articulate And as always A thorough Thorough Gentleman Well said I actually know someone that interviewed him not too long ago At the age of 96 And he was still driving us Quite something Mm, Uh, Fantastic I have uh, Abandoned the full time teaser up until this point So let's get uh, a few more names Shunra managed a one all draw with Rangers back in 2013 Name the Rangers starting lineup. You've got Yes So you have three Now that's Bilal Mosney Ian Black and Lee Wallace Lee McCulloch Lee McCulloch Yes Was it old pal Andy Little? He was on the bench (sighs) Cammy Bell was the goalie Cammy Bell was the goalkeeper That is one, two, three, four, five You've still got Six to go, I I'll think, take I think um, Jamie Ness Jamie Ness, no uh, I think oh. Nicky Clark Nicky Clark, correct And a namesake for Nicky Clark Anyone? Uh, another Nicky or another Clark? Nicky oh. Aye, because I thought he might be in it no, But Nicky Law Yes, Nicky Law Right, we'll leave that there You've still got mm. four to go Right, we're just looking at the pictures coming through from Ibrooks and uh, that's quite a crowd for a, a Friday night fourth round Scottish well, Cup tie people have withdrawal symptoms you know they, they haven't seen Rangers play since the 29th of December uh, that game finished on a memorable high for Rangers uh, the fans have been counting the days to welcome the team back to Ibrooks and there it is in front of them you know I may be horrifically wrong here but for me Stranraer are lambs to the slaughter 
suppose winning breeds that positivity and the, the fans will want to turn out Jim to, to see Rangers and they'll be hoping that they can put up the numbers tonight yeah, of course they want to come out and show the fans that uh, you know they've come back refreshed and uh, ready to continue uh, their challenge. You know, for for the two domestic trophies that are there and still remember still in the Europa League. So you know, there's a, there's an awful lot to play for for Rangers and and these players who, you know, we spoke about tonight, maybe like Andy Halliday, Jordan Jones, Edmondson, uh, guys like that. You know, th- these have got the opportunity. These guys have got the opportunity to say to the manager, we want to be part of that because they're still challenging in three tournaments. So they're going to need the squad and he doesn't want to weaken the squad at any time. So, yeah, I think it'll be, a, of course, it will be a real test for, for Stranra. But, um, you know, for me, again, uh, you've got to put things in, 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 in perspective and, you know, the, the, the gulf and everything regarding Rangers and Stranra is enormous. Um, but as I said, it's up to Rangers really and it's how badly they want to win and how much they want to win and how much they want to score really. The, kick- uh, the Scottish Cup takes on a completely different dynamic this season because the final is before the last day of the league season and that could be really vital. Everyone's expecting the, the league title to go down to the final day. It could well. And whoever wins it, if it is Rangers, if it is Celtic, that could give them a massive boost going into the final couple of games of the, the league season. Absolutely. You know, I'm on record here as saying um, the Cup will be won by Celtic or Rangers uh, so long as they avoid each other in the draw um, because I don't think that at the moment any club outside of Celtic or Rangers can win a Cup competition. You might, just might, beat one of them along the way but in all probability you meet the other one in the final. I don't think that we have a team in the country right now who can beat Celtic and Rangers to win a cup That just can't be the mindset of the players that are coming up Against them though, they need to have that belief That they can go out and, and beat Rangers Or Celtic, yeah. whether it's in a league game Or whether it's in a, a cup game like well, this Well it happens, I mean it's happened already this year I mean obviously they're both lost games You know, to, to teams out with each other um, So it can it can happen um, They could draw each other <laughs> if, they, if they both win uh, And then one of them's out And then you, you can have a, a decision Where, you know, goes goes for you The goalie can get sent off Or something could happen You know, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of things That can happen To one Celtic have done th- Was it 31 you say there? Like, uh, yeah, 31 It's yeah. incredible Because normally you get Some sort of bad luck Or bad decisions Somewhere along the line So that that's incredible But, you know In any given game It can happen You can have a decision That goes your way if Somebody gets sloppy For instance And the striker nicks a ball for centre half, or centre half just naturally reacts a little pull of the jersey, bang, red card. It can impact the game. So, listen tonight, Aston uh, uh, Ra. I mean, they, some of their players will be looking playing against the likes of Steve Davis, Jermaine Defoe. Listen, it's a fantastic opportunity for some of these players um, to put their, their their wits and their skills against you know some some of the the best players that, that have been around for the past ten years or more. An early touch for Stranraer goalkeeper Max Curry there. It's a big Rangers fan. That will be a, an added element to it for him as well, being able to play at Ibrox. Well, that's what I said. You know, I've been there with other teams. You know, you know, you go to Ibrox or you go to Celtic Park, and you know, half your team supports one team, half the team supports the other team. So, you know, that's 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 football for you. But when they go there, you know, they they want to do well. I mean, I, I remember my old pal Chick Chandler. You know, and there's no bigger Celtic fan than him, but he absolutely loved playing against them, and you know, he loved scoring. If it, you know, in the, in the occasions he did so. It doesn't stop you competing and doesn't stop you wanting to win the game. I know you think that it's going to be a well, not a close contest at all, Hugh. A formality. But, but how important is it that Rangers do get that early goal? Because we do know that Ibrook sometimes, if that early goal doesn't come, the crowd sure. can get a bit frustrated. Yeah, um, but Rangers will want to hit the ground running, and 
have a reaction, a positive reaction to the win over Celtic. And when Celtic play tomorrow, they have to hit the ground running as well. We do know that midweek, when Celtic go to Kilmarnock and Rangers play St Mirren, that's when it gets really, really interesting. I said at the start of the season, in this particular season, a draw is a disaster, a defeat is a catastrophe. Those words, I believe, have even more weight now that we're about to begin the back half of the league season. Three and a half minutes gone at Ibrox and it's goalless between Rangers and Stranra. Let's get back to this teaser, shall we? Because Stranra managed a 1-0 draw with Rangers back in 2013. Simple as this. Name the Rangers starting 11. So, so far you've got Cami Bell, Bill Elmosny, Lee Wallace, Lee McCulloch, Nicky Clark, Nicky Law and Ian Black. Four to go. Four to go. Uh, Barry Mackay? No, no Barry Mackay. Mm. Uh, I'd say two of them are... Names that should be very familiar to you. Two of them, not so much. Try to think about one, one of the boys that I, I've got them back. So, Kyle Hutton? No, no Kyle Hutton. Mm. Right, so what did you say? Four? Four to go. You've got a defender, two midfielders, and a striker. John Daly? John Daly, yes. Three to go. I'll take another guess from you, Hugh. A defender and two midfielders. No. Yeah. I, I, there was a, a member of the, the, the player, I cannot give me, I'm just not French centre back. That is a good route to go down. But I can't remember, I can't for the life of me remember his name. I just know there was, a, I can remember seeing him, that Kerry boy French, but I can't remember his name. Right, okay, we'll get back to that. Um, another interesting point from the game tonight no James Tavernier, so. The captain's armband. I think there was a few suggestions. It could have gone to Alan McGregor. It could have gone to Stephen Davis. But it's Ryan Jack that's got that tonight. That's a I big think, ask. I think that's a mark of respect from Stephen Gerrard. He clearly rates Ryan Jack, uh, who, after a kind of wobbly start to his Rangers career with too many red cards, uh, he has become a very influential player, um, part of the Scotland squad as well. So I think that is a token of. Steven Gerrard's respect for Ryan Jack Andy Halliday is another player who's well, he's not really seen much game time at all this season I think Steven Gerrard described him at one point as a sort of captain off the field he he really seems to be limited in his opportunities these days yeah everyone knows and he's a big Rangers fan and that, but you know I think that uh, he, he, he's limited opportunities you understand again Baricic has been unbelievable you know in the last few months for Rangers um, he has a natural midfield player but can go and play left back again he gives Rangers options um, which you want as a, as a squad and, and I, again I, I, I thought maybe he might be one he might look to move out but unless you know it's a real opportunity for Andy Halliday I don't think he's going to be in any hurry to get away from Rangers I think he's it's a club he loves and a club he wants to be part of so I think even if he's on the bench and used sparingly I think he'll be quite, still quite happy to stay there Right, not long to go now, let's go back to this teaser The Rangers starting 11 from when they drew one all against Stranra in 2013 You've got three to go You've got a defender and two midfielders no, I'm so good, I can't even Give us the Frenchman's initials S.F. Stefan Nope Fr- It's quite a French name F- something. Sasha De Stelf For- Roar, Roar or something Something like that Seba Fori Yes or I'll give you that like Sebastian Fori There you go Fori Right okay Yes right, okay. So we've got like that, Two more to go quickly uh, 
Two oh, midfielders yeah. One came through The Rangers Academy Went down south uh, yeah. Lewis McLeod Yes Lewis McLeod, Lewis McLeod. Yeah, And finally Another yeah. midfielder Definitely not an easier one to get He came from Central America or South America No I'm thinking about well before Initials AP And Andrew No I can't I think I know who it is But I can't I can't think I think you've been defeated It is Arnold Peralta There we go That is the Rangers team That's the Rangers team That drew one all With Stranra But join us tomorrow We'll be back It's GBX Friday Up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com Adultly